It's the Dillcast, episode 528. It's been 84 years. And this week, guys, we talk God of War Ragnarok, Eva West, Warhammer 40k Darktide, Maybe only Tactics that. Ogre Reborn, and Rusty's Trudging Through the Steam Store. Stay tuned. 10,000 titles. Yeah. It splashed. Ooh. It's still cast. Yes. It's it is November 22nd, the week of Thanksgiving at about 5.53 Central Time, 62 degrees. It's an M-rated show. I'm Nos. I'm Jason. I'm Rusty. It's 32 degrees and nice and chilly in the Northlands. It's been 11 years. Hey, hey, Rusty. What? Winter is coming. Winter is here, bitch. <laughs> we'll say it one more time. It's been 11 years. 11 fucking years. It seems it seems like I was uh I was sitting fucking Indian style on the, you know, on the floor of an apartment and in about- the middle of uh in the middle of Tulsa staring at a fucking snowball <laughs> microphone like it was going to reach out and fucking like grab me by the neck, man. And me and it you were was... about a hundred pounds heavier, and I was surprised that like all those people in the living room did didn't fall through. I mean, I was surprised being a hundred pounds heavier, sitting you know Indian style on the floor. I was able to get back up again. Um, man, it's been a long ass time. <laughs> yeah, Jason and Rusty joined the show about six months into the inception, but when you think about the rotating cast of characters. Um, Originally, it was me, Holly, and Trent, and Holly and Trent fell off somewhere in the 200s. Um, you guys got mm. 300 episodes on them at this point. We we came in as red shirts. That was the <laughs> remember old the red term. shirt campaign. Yep, I remember all the red shirts too. I remember the fallen. So, I remember Rex and Victor and Scott. Um, let's see who else we had. We had Will Will. Um, who? Who am I missing? I know I had we had some more than that. You guys were red shirts for a bit. Yeah, I think dude, that was, it was. I think that was a, about it for like regular red shirts. Uh, but, we've had a few. Uh, come on, some of them we don't want to even name. <laughs> you can go find them if you wanna. Um, they're they're way oh, yeah. back there. Yeah, my ex girlfriend was on the show for a while. Hmm. Um. I forgot about that. I guess that's a good thing. Yes. Um, but for the content of the show, she did pretty well. Pretty all right. But um, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of red shirts. But these two <laughs> have been on more episodes than anybody else except for myself. So they've officially not been red shirts for about four to five years. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Just four or five years. At least. Holy shit. At Man. least. Well, you lost red shirt status probably about episode two something. Probably, um, I was. I lost. I. I'd like to think that I lost red shirt status as soon as I started producing. <laughs> well, that was after Trent was off the show, so that had been episode two something. Yeah, somewhere around there, I guess. I don't know. Well, we started. It's been in, a while. Yeah, we started in 2011, and I moved in here in 2014 into this space. And now we are here at 2022. I can't believe I've been in this space for eight years. I've been in this space for eight years, Rusty. 
Dude, but that, I mean, it doesn't seem like it, but man, that house is fucking amazing. Uh, it's, you know, it was way better, way better. Well, we used to, then we used to, pod, yeah, we used to podcast in an ashtray basically. So, oh my God, we, we did. So, me and Trent, found Literally, it. that's an understatement. By the way, I've been fully regular since 127. 127 <laughs> of what? He's he's going back because he says uh, I started this a, is epi- episode this is 128 right here. So okay. you've been you've been here since episode 127. Mhm. Okay, so that means uh, that you guys were 2 years into the mix. Yeah. 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 Really? Basically, so were, were, like were we recording we record were we recording more than once a week? I don't feel like no. it was that long. No. No, you you had it actually um you had it actually uh the the Tillcast show had had you know quite a few uh, uh quite a few episodes because you were you were looking to fill in an extra seat or two uh on the show with the regulars at the time uh and that's where we came from. That's yeah. where the red shirt campaign came, uh, came in. So yeah, yeah, Earl, I mean, Earl, Earl was a red shirt. Yeah, Earl was Earl was a red shirt. You said yeah. campaign, and I remember that he had several people write letters of recommendation and send them in, um, which was great. But the uh... <laughs> right, yeah, I think uh, uh, Rusty and I were were freaking uh, fairly regular from uh... shit. You had to drag shit. me into this bitch. Kicking and screaming, man. Yeah, you had so much anxiety about being on a podcast till you realized <laughs> that you couldn't figure out who was listening, and then I'd show you stats and numbers, and it'd freak you out again. But yeah. the uh, uh, Rusty and I were intermittent from 102. Yeah. But Stallion. It's, yeah, so stallion. I would say to the average <laughs> listener, um, somebody who's listening now versus old, probably don't go further back than 150. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> Production it's quality rough, production quality jumped up at about 150 um, as we started using it, a real soundboard instead of just was, recording direct to laptop. But the was it was it just was that me? Was that when I took over? No, um, that was Trent started producing like he was producing music, and it got a lot mm-hmm. better because he was in fast produce mode and would just like slap them out, and then. He jumped, which jumped up in quality, and then it really jumped up in quality once about 2014 hit. So somewhere in about the 250, 300 range, somewhere in there. When right. We, when we got right. into this space, because this space is way, I'm pointing like I'm a weatherman, like anybody but you guys can see me. But this space right. is so much more well insulated than the apartment. So the apartment that we mentioned had was, I was moving back from um, Kansas City and I needed a place to live i would was in a bad relationship i was trying to find a job and trent's one of my best friends of all time and i was like hey you need to move out too so we moved out together and found an apartment he was looking for an apartment while i was in this process of getting all my shit together to move back here i lived with my grandma for all of a week and a half and then he found this place that was on a okay-ish side of town um at the time for very cheap So five fifty a month for eleven hundred square feet. This is back in the early aughts, so like two thousand eight, and we kept that place. And by about twenty twelve, that um, was Section Eight apartment housing. And my car kept getting broken into. I got 
I got robbed twice. Um, one at gunpoint, once at with a bat. Well, both times I was drunk, walking back from the bar. And it was after that second time that I decided I was going to find a house. Um, at the time, housing market wasn't crazy back in 2014. So I ended up, um, I had saved quite a bit of my 401k. So I ended up pulling out $10,000 my 401k for a down payment. I asked a banker if I could do that. And he said, yes. I was like, all right. So I did that. And then I started house shopping with a realtor and the realtor worked upstairs for me at work. So that worked out super perfect. Like every day after work, we go driving around looking for houses. And it took me about three months and I landed on this place for an unreasonably cheap price. Now, my house has since doubled in value. Like this was the perfect time for me to buy a house at that time. Mm-hmm. And You got lucky. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And like even with refi and everything, like I know this is super adult talk, but, you know, adults listen. <laughs> um, this is going to say something if you're in San Diego. Right, but I've got about almost fifteen hundred square feet for six hundred and seventy-two dollars a month. Jeez, um, and it would be about double that, but that's nothing compared to like a lot of the major cities. So, for me, this is a great price. I'm not moving for a very long time because I don't see mm-hmm. a reason to. Um, it's it's just a good price. I got a lot of extra money left over, which is why I'm able to do this, right? Think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're in San Diego and you're spending $4,000 a month, think about what you could do with freaking $3,200 or $3,400 a month. Exactly. Right. And even if it pays less, think about what you could do with even half that left over every month. Right. I, I don't know why you're living in San Diego. So, anywho. Crazy. Um. But yeah, that podcast yeah. studio was essentially our kitchen nook because that's all it was. And it was a card table that me and Trent, we were really poor when we moved in there. I was coming back from nothing. Like I quit a really good job. I was, I hated my relationship so bad. I quit a job and then this was really good money at the time, right? And it's still pretty good money now, but like it's making a little over 50 a year um, working for a major, uh, well, for H&R Block. I don't work for him, so I can say it, but. Work for H and R Block, like essentially troubleshooting the code behind their customer service application. Um, but I hated, I hated my ex. I hated my life, and I needed to move out. So I left, and I came back working for almost nothing, entry level at the job I'm at now that I make pretty good money at. And uh, yeah, it was one of the best decisions I ever made was getting out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, we recorded in a space that was like. Eight by ten, that had yeah. no insulation. Um, we, me and Trent smoked like crazy. In fact, Jason and Rusty smoked like crazy. So there was usually this huge <laughs> ashtray that was like the size of a hubcap in the middle of the table. Um, oh you'd hear God, us. We'd that. go through like five or six cigarettes a session each. Yep. So two packs of cigarettes smoked during the course of one episode. Like the amount Fuck, of dude, some episodes, I went through half a fucking pack. Same. Yeah, we just chain smoked the whole time. And it was so smoky in there. And here's the thing. Like, I was so immature and such a young dude at that point. I remember Holly came up to me and Trent's apartment because she got an apartment, like, literally, like, four doors down. Like, she wanted to be close to her friends. She comes in. And she's got a vacuum. It's like, what's that for? She's like, when was the last time you vacuumed? I was like, we don't own a vacuum. She's like, I know. It's disgusting in here. And she vacuumed <laughs> one. The- she vacuumed one little spot. She's like, "Do you see how it's done? Now do this. I'm going to loan it to you, and I'm going to bring it over once a week." It's like, "Okay, sorry, mom." Um, <laughs> but um, it yeah. was bad. 
Yeah, well, there was just like Ash would get on the carpet. Like we had some really shit. It was a super punk rock apartment. Um, I don't even know how I had a girlfriend at any of those points while I lived there. It was so gross. Um, it, it really was. Yeah, I, I wasn't. Like, I couldn't. I couldn't knew how cook to cook anything in your kitchen either, dude. It was bad. I could cook, and I cooked basically just straight Mexican food because that's the only thing I knew how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, some, like bomb ass like menudo or like some pozole or something like that. But um, and then Trent knows how to make. Trent's at that time was a better cook than me, uh, and he'd make some crazy shit too. Like we'd have nights where he cooked or I'd cook or whatever. But I got really fat. We also drank like a liter of Coke each, like Coca-Cola, not cocaine. Um, <laughs> Coca-Cola, like every day. Um, yeah, like a pack and a half of cigarettes a day, like super unhealthy. Um, and then I moved out and then he got his place, not even a year after I got out of my place or out of that place. And he got a house. It's even a bigger house way outside of town. And of course, that's one of the big reasons why he stopped recording is that it was very inconvenient for him to do so while he was kind of rebuilding his life. Right. Um, so it's, he still helps me with the website occasionally and probably need to have him on sometime for a holiday special of some sort. But for sure. Yeah. The uh, formation of this has always been just friends bullshitting. Been a couple of times we thought we were kind of getting serious. We haven't quite done it. May that happen in the future? I don't know. Maybe sometime soon. Um, Jason wasn't a parent at the time that we started. <laughs> Rusty right. lived very close at the time very. that he started. Yeah. <laughs> um, and now all except for Jason are in our forties doing this still. I started when I was like 28 years old. Give, give Jason a year. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jason, you got like three years, right? Yep. Oh, really? Uh, I don't know. Jason, you've been I doing keep this remembering since, that you're the baby. <laughs> he's been doing this since he was one. like 26 and like newly married to Crystal, if I remember. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. Rusty, Shit. Rusty was in school for a while during part yep. of this. Like Shit, I, I went I went to school and fucking graduated while I was on the fucking cast. <laughs> I started. Uh yeah, I I did I, I started school. And graduated, yeah, uh, with my associate's degree while while doing this. That's that's crazy to think about. Like my fucking, um, uh, you know, my whole career, you know, career changed in the middle of all this. It's been a really crazy freaking eleven years. Man. Yeah, I mean, I went from being super punk rock at work and not giving a fuck, and to applying some of the knowledge I had with coding to help out with some random stuff to getting. To actually putting effort into growing, taking what was a shit job and making a career out of it and turning it into something that could be worth it, um, the making a career out of it. And I've been in the same place almost 14 years now. Uh, mm -hmm. When I started this podcast, though, there was zero fucks given about my job. Um, I would often skip work to play video games or go drinking. Or oh, man. see some random girl that I met at a bar or whatever. Like I got to a point where I was so close to getting fired for how many times I missed work because I just missed work after I ran out of paid time off. Um, yeah, and God, I remember those days. I, I just grew but, up. The thing that didn't grow up, though, has been my passion for gaming in general. In fact, 
my appreciation for gaming in general has deepened a lot and changed a lot over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll lead into that with some of the games I've been playing. We get off this later, but it's been a really wild ride. And then honestly, like when people ask me why I still do it, honestly, it's a really easy excuse to have something to do with a couple of my best friends. And I like doing it. I, I do like doing it. And I don't care how many people listen for the moment. Um, <laughs> although at some point, maybe I should. Um, I spend zero dollars on advertising. I have not done. We were talking about doing an Insta. Maybe if somebody wants to reach out and help us create an Insta, that'd be great. I'm four years awesome. old. I'm not even on Instagram. I mean, I am, but I don't care. Um, I don't even look at it, to be honest with you, aside from random videos that show up on Facebook Reels. Um, right. Yeah. We, I'm not big on social media either. So I post memes half the day. And then we use social media to stay in touch to figure this shit out. We have a group chat and a group thread where we post the news of things that are happening. Um, been a while, right? Mostly razz each other. Yeah, mostly razz each other. You've been razzing us because you got off work and hauled ass home to get started. And me and Jason are still fucking at work. <laughs> like I could just leave. Yep. All right. Well, not going to figure out all this scheduling concerns right now. Just leave that till uh, Wednesday of next week when I'll be back. <laughs> Uh, I ran three old ladies off the road trying to get here so quick. That's okay. I had plenty of time to warm up my pasty. Yeah, you're a fucking Pop-Tart. It's not a Pop-Tart. It's his pasta. It's not pasta either. Oh, my God. You're, you're both near a fucking computer. Type in pasty. I'm sorry. You don't know how to type that. Or you don't know how to actually the pasty I know about are those nipple covers. Oh, wait, what? Nipple covers? What? It's a pasty. Uh, a pasty. So it looks like... So it's a Hot Pocket. It's, it's a Pocket. It's not a Hot Pocket. It's, so it's, a, it's it, what was a Hot Pocket before there were Hot Pockets. It is a meat I mean, hand pie. It's basically... I mean, it does just look like a... The poor reconversion of a hot pocket. It's it is basically a uh, a pot pie without the gravy. It's that's basically what it is. So is it dry um, as shit? It's not dry. Like if you get a a pasty that's super dry, then they've overcooked it. Um, well, what do you use for sauce? What do you use for sauce? You you either have uh you could either have a, a little a uh, little thing of ketchup or you could have gravy uh or brown gravy. Most of the time. Uh, that's served with brown gravy on the side. I'd probably eat yeah. that. So the idea behind it was um, the whole the whole history behind this is this uh, this was a uh, uh, like a hot sandwich that it, you know that uh, can be had in the mines. So this is a uh, so the um, wives of uh, miners would make these pasties. They would be at room temperature or, you know, are cold and they would put the uh, gravy in a thermos so that it's hot. And then the um, miners would go down into the mines and not have to come back up to, you know, to have hot food. They would just dip the pasty in the hot gravy and eat it there. So it's it's that's kind of the idea behind it. But it's just kind of evolved to be a, a northern thing, northern Michigan thing. Um, not necessarily specific to Michigan, but it's a lot, you know, it's, it's very popular here. Uh, and I make them once a month. So 
<laughs> All right. I pressed I pressed the dough for them. Um but they're very they're very tasty. Uh, if you get them made properly, they don't really even really require gravy. So that's that's my thing. I like my pasties. Okay. I can't normally have them though because of course it's it's a a pastry dough. Yeah, so this uh, is the anti keto week. Uh, but this this is actually anti-keto season. This is the <laughs> period of time where I am not nutritionally keto. <laughs> I cannot stay nutritionally keto between this week and the end of the year. It's I just can I deem it nigh impossible because if you are nutritionally keto, uh, you are um, in ketosis, which takes a period of time, normally about three to day, uh, two to three days. Of being right with your you know, with your diet, um, and it just seems like every two to three days something happens with my family where they have me come over for a dinner or something like that. That's gonna throw some carbs at me, and I'm I'm kind of an asshole if I say no, I can't have that. I'm on a diet. I'm on a diet. I can't I, have that. You know, mashed potatoes. I've I'm gonna get away with it mostly. So for me, that starts tomorrow with the brew Bruce giving. That one of my old buddies is throwing. He's got a whole bunch of homemade brews. He wants people to come over and sample his homemade brews. Nice. So that's the official day that it stops. But I'm going to wait till the day or that the time before I start enjoying that. And then immediately after that, I'm going to not worry about keto until Monday. And then I'm going to do keto all the way through till about close to Christmas time. Um, and then I will be off keto for probably about a week. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm in a good, I'm in a good rhythm right now where I'm working out. It's the first time I've worked out in years, but I've worked out with only one day breaks every four, so I'm one, four days on one day off is what I'm doing right now, but I'm working out every, I've been doing this for about three weeks. So nice. doing that, doing intermittent fasting and I'm doing hard keto, but I'm also, I think I've been drinking twice this month. So there's that. Um, which is why I'm so strict with everything else. And I've been steadily like going up and then coming back down below where I was before. So I'm in a spot where it's working. Um, so I'm going to keep it up, even though this week I'm going to gain like five or six, seven pounds. Um, I know I'm going to, but, but there's, there's just not much you can do about it around Thanksgiving. Uh, so it's better to spend the time with, uh, with family and enjoy good food. Uh, with uh, you know, with friends and family, uh, then it is to be super freaking like you know hardcore about your diet. Unless you are medically required to stick stick with a diet, enjoy yourself. Um, there's there's and, no reason and all of the odd bowel movements that come from breaking your diet. Oh my god, I know what that's like. I it's it's very it's it's going to happen. Uh, man, I got two. I got two pies today from work. They were like, here, have a pie. Here, have another pie. And I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do with two pies? I'm just a dude. <laughs> what am I going to do with two you apple know, pies? I know for, so for Jason, he'll be doing Friendsgiving with me, but I'm doing, so doing Bruce giving. And then Thursday I'm doing Mexican Thanksgiving with my family where Dad smoking a turkey, and my mm -hmm. grandfather's making tamales. My mother's bringing 
uh, brisole, um, and I think enchiladas. And then I think my uncle wants to bring brisket. His brisket's pretty decent. Um, so there's that. And then I'm bringing smoked mac and cheese, smoked jalapeno mac and cheese, and um, smoked green bean casserole because I'm going to be firing up the smoker a lot this week. And then on Sunday, I'm doing both of those plus smoked turkey plus what everybody else wants to bring that day. So um, Sunday yeah. is a little small gathering of folks that I'm having at my house. Normally, Rusty gets to come to this, but he's too far away. Yeah. We're having a, a feast and some brews. I need to go pick up some sours tomorrow. There's mm. a place, if you can order it. So if you like sours, I like sours. Now that I have a, if I'm going to drink, I kind of just drink whatever I really like. Um, a place called American Solera. Um, they make some, they blend new things about every two months. It's all local ingredients around here. Um, but they have some of the best, tastiest fucking sours I've ever had in my life. That's probably one of the more hipster things that I do, but I really got introduced to them about five years ago, and I just can't stop drinking them because they're so good. Um, so much better than just regular ass beer. It's just tasty as fuck. Um, but yeah, I'm a full on like anti diet mode. I know, like John's gonna bake a pie. John of all people from picking up the pixels is bringing pie. <laughs> He's bringing a pie. My friend Vanessa is baking a pie. Um. My my friend Kenneth is bringing like hot corn, which I've never had. So we'll see what that's like. Um, mm. We're just I'm just gonna be eating all the things. I'm looking forward to all of this. Like just I could not wait to get off work because this is like literally my favorite time of the year for yeah. the food. I I love food. This is why I'm on a diet. I love food. Right, right. This is this is the holiday that you know that uh, of. Fat men look forward to it's just it's, there's just no way around saying it, but I mean, fat men definitely look forward to Thanksgiving because holy shit, like here here is a uh, here's a holiday that's basically like spend time with food. Um, well, on top of that, probably bar hopping on Thanksgiving night, and then I'll probably bar hop again on Saturday night before I drink a little bit more on Friendsgiving. So, like, <laughs> I I know what I'm drinking this you know this weekend. Because I I made this stuff specific with this time you know timetable in mind, my apple pie is ready. So Rusty's flavored uh, Everclear. <laughs> my flavored Everclear. Uh, it is. It is. I I tested it last night. Last night was the night. It it actually you know the the timer dinged and I was like okay I got to try this now. Um, yeah, I can't taste the Everclear anymore. It's dangerous now. It's great. I can't wait. I can't wait to crack open an entire freaking jar and just down that baby. You got Ooh, it's so good. Jason, are you what are you doing? To be honest, I have no earthly clue clue past uh going to the mother in law's on Thursday. You um, so, other than Friendsgiving on Sunday. I mean, there's that where, you know, I'll try to stop everybody's arteries with potatoes. See, I'm going to miss the goddamn potatoes. Yeah, I, Jason's making potatoes. He wouldn't Jason answer the, makes the he potatoes. Would, yeah, he's makes fantastic mashed potatoes. <laughs> I, uh, mm. I was bugging him because the one thing, if you ever know Jason in real life, you realize that he doesn't 
pay attention to even in tagging him on Facebook. He pays attention to Messenger, and that's about it. And I kept bugging him, bugging him, bugging him. I was like, am I buying, am I making potatoes? And I was like, Jason always makes potatoes. Why am I? So I tagged him, and like a day later, Jason finally responds, yeah, I'm making potatoes. <laughs> yeah, I'm making potatoes. You better make I mean, goddamn potatoes. The So, you know, the thing is, I just quit, you know, when the last couple of years, ever, more than half the crap on Facebook's just so negative, I just quit paying attention to it. So, <laughs> yeah, I almost never open that app. So, you you want me to see something? You better let me know it's there. I just automatically assumed when we said fr- Friendsgiving, I was bringing potatoes. But that's what we're trying I to do, do every year, Jason. We're trying to let you know that it's there by by pinging you on the thing that we're trying to let you know. That's the whole. Come on, <laughs> get with the program here. How else would you like us to? Would you like us to text you that we texted you? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what it's like. I need to let you know I texted you by texting you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh my gosh, Jason, I'm just <laughs> you, you slay me, sir. You, 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 you. Oh my gosh, uh, it's the uh, it, it's the one surefire way to make sure I see it. <laughs> text you. Know, that I'm next time you. we're gonna end up having to call his ass. Hey, Jason, I, I sent you a text a few days ago. Would you respond, please? <laughs> That and in all fairness, I'm generally so busy at work that I just I don't pay attention to pretty much anything else. And there's the excuse. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, I can't. I can't. But, I mean, it'll be great because here's the thing, guys. There is one secret to mashed potatoes. Doesn't matter if you use. Big old russet potatoes, doesn't matter if you use golden potatoes, whatever. For every pound of potatoes, you have to have one whole stick of genuine butter. Salted or unsalted, doesn't matter, because you can always season them yourself once you're done. But it's gotta have butter. You gotta add that fat into the starches. Okay. Okay. No, no I don't that's, disagree. That's that's good. And then if you need anything else to smooth it out, if you like a little bit smoother potato, you just you you dribble in a little um a little bit of your chicken or your turkey stock, whatever you're using, you know, or milk to smooth it out. You don't need a ton of liquid. You just kind of dribble at it until they're as smooth as you want them. See, somebody, you know, some people just uh, put uh, heavy cream in there. You just go right for the fucking butter. Why not? Just go for it. I usually go for the butter. Butter just tastes better. Of course it does. It adds a little bit of extra salt, too. I don't, I don't, I don't like mashed potatoes that come out tasting like milk. I don't like the yeah. I don't like milky mashed potatoes either. Honestly, I want I want something with some substance, and it and it needs to be buttery. I'm and I leave that. and I leave my potatoes a little chunky. There's nothing yes. wrong with that. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that at all. 
You're, so, you're getting some actual potato bit in there. It's not like I'm trying to turn them as smooth as instant mashed potatoes. You're going to yeah. know you're having real potato. You know, it's, you know what's really funny though. I, I find I find this is this is a, like a very polarizing uh, uh, conversation sometimes. If if you were talking to somebody about how they how you make mashed potatoes, and they'd be like, "No, this is the way to make mashed potatoes." Now, apply that shit to turkey. Like this is what my life has been for the last week. I've been, just, right. I've been telling people, people off on Perky all day. Now what? there, there's a couple rules you don't break with mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving, though. Right. You don't add cheese and you don't add bacon. Oh no, no, those are toppers. <laughs> no, no, those go. That's what you do whenever you're having it with steak or okay. chicken or something. But when you're oh, doing you... Thanksgiving dinner with all the fixings, you don't yeah. you don't let extra on your potatoes. No, but you need, we, you need, I, a, I you need remember, a palate cleanse is what you need. I do remember you and I doing your mashed potatoes and then adding cheese to it and then turning that into uh, kind of like a, a potato glue uh, that we had for <laughs> dinner a couple times. <laughs> we did. <laughs> that is was... the thing. With all the butter, if you add cheese to my mashed potatoes, well, here's it, the th- if you don't eat them hot directly out of the pot, <laughs> it will turn into a almost thick cement like substance. <laughs> well, you, you can, you can, uh. <laughs> You can fix drywall holes with this shit. It's sick. <laughs> oh yeah, cheese hardens as it gets colder. You know. Yeah. Well. Well, we uh, we we definitely uh, tested the uh, the upper limits to how much uh, how much cheese the potatoes could hold while still being you know somewhat smooth. That's the but only- you know what? It tasted great while it was hot. Yes, just don't let it cool down. Otherwise, you're going to need a fucking knife to cut it. (laughs) I remember our mutual friend Bubba used to make this crazy thick baked mac and cheese. He'd bring to work and then just cut into squares and just give it to people in a square. Right, like a fucking race group treat. Yeah, it was actually pretty good, though. It was really great. Um, Uh, Do you know what? That was because he just used like straight up cheddar, cheddar and gouda is what he used, and yeah. gouda and it. Yes, gouda and cheddar have some fat to them, but for the most part, it's not. They're not stringy cheeses. No, when they they when they get cool, they solidify again. I've got. Yeah. I bought, and then that. And then you try to heat it up after that, and yes, it gets hot, and it still tastes good, but it stays fairly solid. <laughs> yeah, I had to, even after reheat. So I'm making a lot of mac and cheese, and I didn't know how much cheese I'd need. So I bought a five pound brick of Colby Jack. Like it's the biggest fucking log of cheese I've ever had in my house. Mm. Um, so that, and I've so, got like eight bricks of cream cheese. So. So if you're going to use Colby Jack, I will say the one thing you want to do is if you plan on using the whole brick, I'm guessing you're probably splitting this between two casseroles. 
Yeah, it's it's going to be split, and I'm not probably not going to use all five pounds. I just wanted to make sure okay. I didn't have any left over. I'll probably so, I'll probably cut more cream cheese than I do Colby Jack, and then the jalapenos will kind of sift in and give it those zips. I I was going to say you either want to make a third of it cream cheese, or you want to uh like sh- take half of that brick shredded. And melted in in some heavy whipping cream. Yeah, I've got I've got to sh- make a cheese sauce and then top the casserole with the remainder. Mm. Yeah, it's a oh, uh, that's that's a lot of the plan. And honestly, the other part of that plan is I'm using hickory, so that's going to flavor. I needed a mild cheese, so the smoke will kind of overpower the cheese flavor a little bit, but that's not a bad thing. It'll come out like fucking ridiculous. So, um, I'm not worried. You'll be at all. surprised. Colby Colby tends to smoke really well. Yeah, it's it's a milder cheese though. I was like, I'm thinking initially like a sharp cheddar, and I was like, no, it needs to be. It's gonna have that smoke flavor, and I want it to mix real well. So, yeah, it's either gonna be hickory or mesquite that I use for that. We'll give it a whirl. I I was trying to tell somebody because so. For the time being now, uh, my friend's not cutting my hair anymore. I, had to, I was going back to the other place. And one of the gals that was cutting my hair, like, doesn't cook that often. She was saying, like, yeah, so I usually have to follow directions to a tea. And I was like, well, here's the thing about cooking, though. Like, cooking is kind of all about feel, right? Like, I know what I'm going for, and I know what flavors. And, and like, it's a, there's a process to just, like, sampling as you go until you get the consistency you want. You kind of know, like about the measurements of things that you need, but it's usually just ratios, you know, like I need about a third of this and a third of this and a third of this, you know what I mean? Right. So that's kind of like, I'm going to go with my gut on that. The same thing I was trying to write down a green bean casserole recipe. Like I didn't measure out how much shit that I made for a green bean casserole last time. I just, this is my green bean casserole. I take mushrooms, I chop them up, I take cream, and I put it in a pan and add some pepper and some garlic and I reduce it down till it's thick. And then I pour that in. That's my cream of mushroom. And then <laughs> yes. I take green beans and I put about a third of the layer of that in there. And then I cut about half a pound of bacon and I fry it up and then put it in little chunks and toss that in there. And then I stir all that together until I get to a pretty decent consistency that's still a little bit loose. And then I fill up the rest of that with French fried onions and then I stir that up and then I add another layer on top of that and then sometimes like this time I bought a bunch of onions I also caramelize onions I'll throw the caramelized onions and mix that in with it as well um, and then I throw it in the smoker my ratio is probably about maybe a third to a half green beans and a third to half of everything else and like I just add flavors like I thought about I got some whole garlic so maybe I'll, when I'm caramelizing the onions I'll just mince up garlic and toss that in there, and I'll caramelize garlic too, right? And that's in full fat butter. And it just makes it all together, and when it looks like the consistency's about right, I'll toss it in the smoker for about an hour and pull her out, and that thing will taste smoky and fucking fire, man. <laughs> so, you know, add a little bit of actual, not ground black pepper, but like get the pepper grinder out, ground pepper, use that sucker in there, or pepper flakes. I... I've got this these pepper flakes from a company called Flatiron. Yes. Um that yes. makes fantastic pepper flakes and sometimes I season it with that. 
But it'd just be how I'm feeling that day. Is it a black pepper day for this or is it a pepper flakes day? I don't know. But I know what the flavor I'm going for and I know I'll just take a little taste of it and be like, okay, is this right or is this not right? I think the other mm. thing is just like seasoning. Don't over salt. It's always best to under salt until you're about where you want to be and get it just a hair under where you'd want it so that if somebody who's salt sensitive tastes it, it doesn't taste salty. You, you can always add salt. Um, right. But you can't remove it. You cannot remove salt. It's no. impossible. Um, unless you just add a lot more product, but like you can definitely over salt stuff. Yes. Um, it's just all about your fat ratios and your. Your fat and seasoning ratios too. I don't know. I it's all by feel, man. I do. I haven't made it once where I was like, man, this this is a shitty green bean casserole. Um, so I'm excited to do it. Same thing with mac and cheese. I typically instead of making mac and cheese, I make um, chopped cauliflower and broccoli, and then I smoke that instead. But I know that most people aren't going to want broccoli and cauliflower, so I bought actual ass noodles oh my god um you're gonna make pasta i'm making pasta oh my god so i'm making real mac and cheese this time but usually as a side sometimes i'll make like smoked um smoked broccoli and cauliflower along with cheese and that's usually gets my mac and cheese fix yeah it just you don't poop for a while after eating that that's the problem so well that's, that's it's keto that, friendly that's but it's not digestive tract friendly no, that's a sign that you you made good food. It wants to stick with you. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I there's only I've only got uh, I've only got three things I need to make for for Thanksgiving this year, and it's it's uh, it's it's the doozies. <laughs> I have to make the turkey, I have to make the gravy, and I have to make the stuffing and. Uh, Jason can tell me to tell you that I, I can do all three of those things really well. <laughs> yeah, I've got a. Oh yeah, I've got to throw the turkey in the uh, fridge tomorrow to start thawing for Sunday. But yeah, uh, I'm gonna stuff. I'm gonna stuff that with stuffing as well while it's in the smoker. And then I've got four sticks of butter. I'm gonna inject into that garlic butter and thyme. Yeah, I'm. Well, I'm making my own. Uh, I'm making my own injectables. I've got. I've got my uh, my. Um, I've you, got everything I you, want. You gonna to, smoke uh, one? To set it up, huh? You gonna smoke one? Uh, I am not gonna smoke one for Thanksgiving because uh, my brother is taking on the. Uh, uh, there's gonna be two turkeys for our th uh, for our Thanksgiving. That's when we do Thanksgiving. It's the entire extended family comes over, uh, so one turkey is not enough. Even if you end up getting like fucking Turkzilla, uh, the thirty pound turkey or whatever. Um, <laughs> It's not enough. So we're doing two different turkeys. I'm doing an 18 pound. He's doing another 18 pound or uh, 15 pound. Uh, and the reason why he's doing the 15 pound one is he's going to uh, deep fry. So he's going to be out in the middle of the fucking driveway, you know, burning a fucking turkey out there. Or, um, or as I'm going to have the good turkey inside. <laughs> I've had good fried turkey before. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It, if, if it goes off without a hitch, it's very, ta you know, it's very tasty turkey, right? Uh, but it's very easy to uh, to fuck that up. Uh, <laughs> you could have a massive fireball. That could be your house. Well, uh, it needs to be fully be thawed and you need, to get, keep... you need to get rid of all the fucking liquid and you need to not overfill that fryer. Right. And a lot of people just 
fucking overfill the fryer and uh or put a fucking frozen turkey in there like an idiot don't be an idiot <laughs> please please don't be an idiot uh you love right. your house please well and the reason um, that most people know this, but the reason why that's a bad idea is it reacts violently, right? Because it's something so cold that's going in there and it overboils and that grease gets over the end of the pot and then catches that open flame and then just turns into a fucking gas fireball. Yeah. You now just made a fuel air bomb. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's not a it's not a good time. Please you know, be careful if you're fucking deep frying shit, uh, especially a, a big ass turkey. but. I because there's a deep fried turkey happening, they wanted me to do the traditional turkey instead of doing a smoked turkey. I am going to smoke my own turkey, but that's not going to be this weekend. I ended up picking up two turkeys uh, when I went out to buy turkey. So I got the one I uh, have is only like an 18 pounder, and honestly, it'll only take about three or four hours. Right, and I'm I've got a uh, I've got a 17 pound in the freezer still that I'm going to, I'm going to smoke that, um, for, uh, you know, for us. And basically we're going to have a fuckload of leftover, you know, Turkey. I'm not going to know exactly what to do with fucking 17 pounds worth of Turkey for two people, but we'll make it happen. Shit. Um, Jason, do you have an electric knife? Why do you need an electric knife? It just makes no, it I don't. I might just buy an regular electric. carving knife. I might just buy an electric knife. I always, I why have some you, sharp knives, but it's always a pain in the ass. Why? Why do you need an electric? No, it'll, make the pro, it'll make I've the carving. I've never pro, understood this. It makes the carving process go faster. It makes it go faster, but it also ends up like you're you're taking a a, a miniature fucking saw to your goddamn turkey. Why would you take a saw to your turkey? It's faster. <laughs> it takes me like half an hour to carve that fucker. If you have a good, sharp knife... I don't have good knives around here. Maybe I'll buy a really good barbecue knife. You need to get a good knife. I am surprised at you, sir. It's on, I the, am it's so on the list. Surprised. It's on the like, list. I'm cheap in weird ways. I'm uh, honestly, for the amount of meat that you smoke on your smoker, the fucking thing that would would be the biggest fucking boon for you is a good slicer. Get yourself a good slicing knife, and then you'll never, ever look at those fucking electric knives ever again. Maybe I'll buy a big-ass slicing knife. We'll see. Do I got to get supplies tomorrow again. I need more, yes. ba- I need more uh, real bacon bits for the uh, green bean casserole. Yes. Yes. But, man, that's shit. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I got I, 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 uh, on the, uh, we're really, like going hard on the food this time but yeah <laughs> really freaking hungry still like I, well it's th- it's it's thanksgiving I'm, week so i'm just thinking about it i can't help it right <laughs> but yeah now i've got the uh the uh the whole position where i'm at right now um the uh the, the turkey the stuffing and the gravy those were all um those were all my grandma's duties so <laughs> Uh, so this year is very important to me, uh, that this goes off very well, uh, because I've got the, basically the entire family, like, you know, relying on me to, uh, to be able to, uh, to at least step into the role because I'll never be able to fill her shoes. Um, 
you know, but I can at least step into the role and be able to, you know, take care of, uh, take care of the family, you know, for on this Thanksgiving, on this Thanksgiving. So very important. No yeah. pressure at all. <laughs> so, um, hey, look, the only pressure on that you can put is on yourself. Well, I, I am, I am definitely you, under pressure. I, you, I was under pressure the other week. Com- you should be confident enough in your ability. I, I, am, I know that I can do it. It's just, uh, man, it's, you know, performance anxiety. Uh, I had this time, this thing you were talking about how cooking is a feeling and there's always a ratio and there's, and it's not necessarily something that you can just like fully write down. Okay. Uh, and I think I talked to you guys and, and may have talked about this on the show about my family's hot sauce. Um, we did the hot, you know, uh, we recently just did the hot sauce with the, uh, uh, with the, uh, uh, the last, uh, recipe that I was able to get from grandma. Uh, she wrote it down and of course it was written down in units that don't make much sense. Um, you know, like, you know, a big bottle of hot sauce, a big, big bottle of uh, red hot doesn't say how much it just, the big bottle of red hot, um, you know, uh, some brown sugar, four pounds or so, <laughs> you know, uh, it's always to some form of taste. And I had, uh, and that was what I had was, you know, this handwritten style of, you know, from memory, this is kind of like the ballpark figures of what you should go buy for me if I go to, you know, if I was going to make it. Uh, one of the things was a box of garlic, you know, or, uh, one and a half boxes of garlic and my city slicker freaking ass is uh, sitting there looking at this box of garlic, you know, line and going, well, I remember seeing boxes of garlic in the, in the grocery store. And each one of those boxes of garlic had like three heads of garlic in it. Um, and it was a box and a half and I was doing a double, uh, so it's like three boxes of garlic. So, uh, so that's three times three. That's nine heads of garlic. And then I just find this big bag with like fucking twelve heads of garlic in it. I just grab that. Um, and then I spent forty five minutes peeling fucking garlic. <laughs> I've gotten uh, surprisingly and, uh, fast at peeling garlic. I I what? I've gotten really fast at it. I, you know, like it would I can be fine. Like if it was just one head of garlic, I was, I would be okay. But it was like 12. <laughs> and I was under oh, the gun because I had to put this thing, you know, I had to process it real quick. Heads of garlic? Like fucking, like not cloves, full like heads? fucking full on heads. Wait, so that's a lot of garlic. Like what are you that putting is that a much? a lot of garlic. Like yes. I have three cloves and I'm going to probably use one for everything I'm making this Thanksgiving, maybe two. The the fucking full on heads of garlic. Like a clove is a piece of that, right? Yeah, that's a what that's a lot of garlic. Yes. That's this, like that's like 2 pounds of dried garlic. Um well, it's not I don't think it's that much. Yeah, it is. That's like no, the dried garlic. Not. Yeah, it is. That's a lot of garlic. I just, it's, it's a lot of fucking garlic. I know I peeled a lot of fucking garlic. I tell you, I'll I'll tell you right now that I'm not doubting you did. It's just a lot done, of garlic. 
what I should have done is I should have just got one of those, you know, those fucking jars of minced garlic. It was two jars of minced garlic. <laughs> and that's still a lot of garlic. Like you normally only use like a tablespoon of that for whatever you're cooking. This recipe calls for two full fucking jars of it. So, yeah, I usually, I, I like a lot of garlic, but that's, that's more than even I use. That, the, it's a lot of sauce. Like, it makes yeah, it but a lot you of have sauce. to remember How he's many, like, reducing it down into what equates to to several gallons of hot sauce. Right. This is this is that is the base for you know like you think like a big stock pot like the the kind of pots that you fucking deep fry a turkey in. It's that kind of you know that kind of depth of hot sauce like i'm making that much at a time so that much garlic makes sense if if you scale it up to something fucking industrial size right um so it's it's a lot of garlic but the funny thing was is that these all of these things i'm trying to adapt from you know from memory and from what little information we've got and i was tapping like family members that's made it with grandma before i mean like Am I doing this right? Am I, you know, does this taste right at this particular point? Like, after we put the hot sauce in there, we have to test it. Like, when it's straight hot sauce and vinegar, you have to test it. <laughs> and, you know, test it for flavor. And I was the only person that couldn't, like, oh, they could take that and just go with it. Like, because I could handle the heat. Um, But, man, if if she was there, she would have laughed really hard. At me sitting there fumbling over the garlic for 45 fucking minutes. <laughs> it's, it's just, it was, it was, it was a good time. So, you know, cooking with my family is, is a, uh, uh, is one of the things that I've missed over the years. Having moved back, I have the option, uh, opportunity to do so now. Uh, it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be a good Thanksgiving. Um, shit, man, it's, ah. <sighs> In eleven years, dude. There's yeah. it, just thinking about like all of the shit that we've gone through <laughs> collectively. We fucking just, just it's nuts, man. Just nuts. I'm gonna miss fucking what? being you know uh being there though. Uh, I kind of miss the thing uh, the friendsgiving. Uh, you know, being able to be around you know about around you guys. My my boss actually drove through Tulsa. Uh, not long ago, um, a couple days ago, actually sent me a picture. He's like, where's this at? And he, he just took, he was taking a picture of downtown Tulsa as he was driving through. He just happened to take a picture of the adult store. And I'm like, I know exactly where you're at, dude. <laughs> I'm like, and, and he's, and he didn't even realize it, but yep, there's a Patricia's right there. <laughs> So, yeah, that was an awkward moment. <laughs> Stop me from talking. Stop you from talking. <laughs> All right, so. So that brings uh, me to my taste in games, because I've played some games. And Jason, uh, have you played some games? <laughs> oh, I've played a little bit, not what you would expect. You've played games that me and Rusty haven't been playing, though. Um, 
So I got a little bit of an itch, <laughs> an odd itch, and well. I started, I picked up my old Nintendo DS, and oh, no. I started playing Pokemon Soul Silver. Wait, what? This what? was not the direction I thought this was going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I thought it was going to go off the rails when he said he had a game. Color me corn fuse. All right. So is that because the new one came out? No, not at all. Just a horrible coincidence on that. Mm. Um, Weird. It just kind of one of those things I've been. I've been hitting a really weird stress threshold and I didn't really feel like didn't feel like sitting in the computer chair. I didn't feel like um uh sitting down and playing anything on the Xbox. I was like, I just wanna hold on to something and I don't don't want to like I have breath I have Breath of the Wild and like I have Mario Kart and Witcher Three on on the switch but that's not really doing it either so oh i've not touched this in years <laughs> you had to dust the damn thing off uh pretty much i didn't even remember if it worked or not <laughs> that's um, crazy dude and i just started picking up and playing the new game on it because i'm like well it's been forever, and to be honest, I, you know, I've never been huge into Pokemon, but it was always a, a easy pick it up and play it when I was on lunch breaks at work or whatnot, and I had it and the, the new Mario World on on the on the Nintendo DS when it first came out. Okay, and um. Yeah. And I just start playing it again because I don't know it. It's a weird. I can turn my brain off to some of the weirdest games sometimes, and it's definitely mm-hmm. one of those turn my brain off games. I can't say that I've ever actually owned a DS. To be honest, that I mean, I'm not a not a big Nintendo fan. Um, no, I bought the Switch, but I've only ever played like maybe one game, one and a half games on it. Um, you bought that for Zelda, and I and I stopped playing it as soon as I stopped playing Zelda. I mean, I gave uh, well, Mario you, and Rabbids to gave a, a try, but it was terrible. Uh, you also you also bought it for uh, um, Metroid Prime, which still nowhere near through development. Yeah, thanks, Nintendo. Fucking lying bastards. Uh, Oh, I'm 20 games away. By the way, keep going. 20 games. I'm. I am. I am. Old. I'll, I will reveal it as soon as I get there. Uh, I'm. I'm very close. Um. And then you know the the only other thing I really did this week was I thought it'd be an interesting exercise to go look back. All the years I've been on the podcast, 
what are the what are like the top three games that like had the had the biggest impact on me had the longest lasting impact for the show etc and i just started thinking man we have played a ton granted the last few years have been kind of dry because you know i've had i've had family duties and most of my money goes into my children and rusty had school there for a while and couldn't really afford much so uh i started thinking back and man you think about some of the most impactful games for uh for us that i gotta say my top my top three are probably in no particular order the witcher three mass effect three and Gears of War 2, mostly because of Horde mode. I can see that. (laughs) Yeah. I could, well... I think I probably have similar lists. I'd probably put Mass Effect in my top five, which I know that doesn't quite line up, but that's a hard list. Um, Oh, since since we since we started on the podcast, okay, all right. Yeah, I have it. to think about it. Yeah, like Witcher three, that's easy for me. Um, Dark Souls the original. I think your Dark Souls would factor in there for you, Justin. Yeah, Dark Souls the original, Souls. and um, Seven Days to Die. See. See, seven days so to I've die. I've got seven hundred plus hours in that. So seven days to die was uh, was was the start. I remember uh, I remember poo pooing on pick and axe games for the longest time. And zombie games. You got games. me playing seven days to die. And zombie games. And well, I still kind of hate zombie games, but seven days to die definitely was uh, was was the thing. It it re kindled the uh, my enjoyment of a sandbox style cooperative game um i spent a lot of time playing those games uh playing seven days to die but i also spent a lot of time playing arc uh you know and i enjoyed the fuck out of playing arc um but only on a dedicated server because i don't do pvp um Let's see. Uh, other games that like fucking like really defined like since I started uh, started the podcast. Um, I went back to playing an, an, an MMO that just you know that I you know had written off as a you know, as not something that I would ever do again. Like I would never go back to playing an MMO after playing you know World of Warcraft. I shat so hard on MMOs uh, because I didn't think that they had a good uh, they had a good gameplay loop. Uh, I was proven wrong with uh, Final Fantasy fourteen that it's a goddamn good, decent fucking like uh, you know Final Fantasy story. 
uh, and is can be uh, enjoyed with uh, multiplayer light situations. Like you could, you know, you don't have to fucking grind to enjoy that game. Uh, so Final Fantasy fourteen was a big thing for me. Um, uh, and you know, it's, just to be honest with you, I mean, as crazy as this is going to sound, um, I didn't know that I liked uh, Souls-like games until Elden Ring. Um, I played a little bit, uh, and I understood uh, Salt and Sanctuary, and that's kind of what got me into the idea of maybe doing a Souls-like game, but I learned patience through playing that game. And I, I am now rediscovering Souls-like games because of uh, because of Elden Ring. So I have to give it a little bit of a uh, uh, a little bit of a do here, even though it's this year, you know. Yeah. So that just means you have to go back, Rusty, and get more of that Dark Souls goodness. Well, I plan on it. Uh, in fact, um, the uh, I'm going all the way back to. Uh, the Demon Souls remake, and I'm starting from there. Um, so that Demon Souls that remake has got huh? a little bit of quality of life, but it's mostly a facelift. Um, it's super well worth it. It's it's a great game, but there is some things there that are definitely harder than. There's some parts of it that are harder than Elden Ring, and some parts that are easier. Like the fact that a caster is just fucking destroys everything in that game. Well, I'm the going caster to... is super overpowered. Like it's worth it. Um, I'd probably play through it again and try a faith based thing, just to try something different, or just go straight melee. The hardest way to play that is straight melee, though. What? Uh, oh, De- Demon Souls. Demon Souls. Yeah. Well, I want to go through uh, Demon Souls and play. Uh, you know, play. You know, I want to get through it. But I also kind of like want to go through the progression again. So eventually, what's going to end up happening is I'm going to end up going through all the uh, all of the uh, the Souls like games, uh, and I'm going to start with Demon Souls, and I'm going to move on. Yeah, move on from there. I think what was it? Uh, was it two that you said that I could probably skip? <laughs> um, all of them are good. Two's the one that's the most different out of the series. Three's more of a return to the roots, like. It's hard if I had to rate all of them together. Right. Dark Souls, Elden Ring, Demon Souls, Dark Souls 3, Dark Souls 2. Okay. But they're See, all gonna, they're all at least a four and a half out of five. I am going to go through there and that will give me enough time and maybe a small glimmer of hope that they remaster of uh, uh, Bloodborne, <laughs> because Bloodborne needs it. Oh um, yeah, Bloodborne. A lot of people think that's like the second best after probably Dark Souls One. Right. It's growing on me. But face... there's there's some a lot of people that consider that their top Soulsborne game. Right, and if they if Bloodborne got a facelift, you know, for like the PlayStation Five, that would be fucking phenomenal. Um, uh, so there's there is that. And I, but yeah, I don't know if that was like three games. That was basically a lot, a lot of, a lot of games, big, big games. So is uh, is Final Fantasy fourteen, um, fucking, uh, the Souls games, and uh, uh, what was the third one? I can't remember. 
I'm I'm all over the place. Uh, so I don't want to say Witcher Three because you two said it, <laughs> but it is a good game. But I mean, it was. We even went as far as did a spoiler episode for that game. And the podcast hadn't done that since Skyrim. Uh, that's true. Uh, and honestly, now that I think about it, fucking Skyrim. Um, uh, yeah. When did, it, when did Skyrim come out? Oh, shit. Have we been doing this as long as Skyrim has been a thing? Um, yeah. Uh, you I remember, and I haven't, but the podcast has been around that long. Okay. Skyrim original release date was uh, 2011. November 11th, 2011. Yes. 11, yeah. 11, 11. Now that I remember it, now it makes total sense. Yes. Um, because fucking Bethesda and it's and trying to make, make those dates happen. That was one of the ones that they did actually make happen. I still regret not buying the fucking uh, uh, the uh, special edition the with the statue for uh, for Skyrim. Uh, the special edition fucking statue was uh, fucking amazing. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that the dragon? I think so. Let me let me double check. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, that was the dragon standing over top of the uh, the fucking uh, uh, language stone. I yeah, the Alduin dragon. Uh, Al- yeah, Alduin statue. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at it, uh, looking for it again, and that was the one. I still wanted that. It's impossible to fucking like you know get for. Oh, maybe I can actually find it. eBay. Uh, is there an it, eBay fucking listing for it? It's gotta yes. be fucking super expensive. Two hundred bucks. Uh, that's not too bad considering. Uh, slightly used. How do you use a statue? <laughs> In other words, it's been unboxed. It's been unboxed. Unfortunately, it pre-owned. Um, but yeah, I, I was gonna get uh get that but i cheaped out and i ended up buying the uh the game and the uh the very last uh prima instruction guy um and you know or uh, game manual that fucking thing was like an inch and a half to two inches thick the brady games fucking uh you know manual for it i think it was was it brady games that did that no it was prima and Yes, I own it. Oh, the, uh, uh, oh, God. Is it, you do have it? Yep, it's Skyrim Prima Guide. Yep. It is super fucking thick, dude. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I had that. That was, that was a fun time. So, uh, there was a, there was a thing that happened while you guys were talking. And that and is... That that thing, that thing has been uh, a thing that I have been working on for a long time. This is a thing that I have actually just. Uh, it started off as kind of a meme, like I I sat here 
listening to Justin play video games, you know, because either I couldn't ever get myself into a game or uh, or I didn't have enough time to devote to a specific game. So I had to come up with an activity while, you know, while Justin was enjoying himself uh, <laughs> and, and we were talking on, you know, on Discord. And that thing was for me to go through my discovery queue to try to find new games to play. And uh, it it became a thing where sometimes I'd find some really great games and sometimes I found some stinkers and, you know, and after a while, after I'd say the first thousand games on my uh, discovery queue, you found the steam porn. I, I found, I found, I found the bottom and then I started digging. I started digging through the bottom, and tonight, just a few minutes ago, I reached 10,000 titles viewed on my discovery queue. I have dug, I have seen some shit, and I have blacklisted some categories because, oh my god, at some point they decided that it was time for furry porn. Um... I have seen 10,000 titles in my discovery queue. I have wish listed 69 of them. Out of 10,000. Nice. Um, <laughs> out of 10,000. And I have only over the course of the last two ish thousand pulled a few, just a sampling of some of the shit that I have seen. <laughs> And I called it, I put it on the list called Fucked Up Steam Games. <laughs> and here, here is, here, here is, uh, here's a couple of them. Uh, let's see, I'm going to go with Justice Sucks, Tactical Vacuum Action. Justice Sucks is a stealth action game about a killer robot vacuum cleaner on a quest for vengeance through a 90s TV universe. Stalk your prey. Hack smart devices. Turn them into deadly traps and consume the blood of your enemies to unleash devastating powers. Smart devices in the 90s? Come on, man. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, that's somebody who doesn't know what the 90s were. <laughs> so, like, the fucking smartest device I, I had anywhere near my person during the 90s was a T89 plus calculator. <laughs> right? So, there's a couple more here. I uh, see Yummy Chicken Dragon. Yummy Chicken Dragon is a game where you fly around as a bird, dodging chocolate bars with smiley faces. Enjoy the fun while it lasts. (laughs) There's another one. Refund me if you can. One maze, one monster tracking you down. We'll have you... Will you have the courage and dexterity to to escape... This nightmare in less than two hours? Question mark. I did a little research on this one. There's like, 
10,000 uh, 10, different possibilities or some shit, and only one of them leads to escape. So it's almost impossible to win this game in two hours. Uh, let's see. Another one here. Definitely not fried chicken. Is a business management sim with a twist. Grow your drug trade through legitimate fronts by managing both sides of the business. Acquire new businesses, meet new clientele, develop more potent narcotics, and make lots of money while leaving the city in ruins. <laughs> weird. It is weird. <clears throat> there is, uh, there's, there's, oh, okay, this one's, uh, C. This one is uh, called Banana Nababber. Banana Nababber. It's a tongue twister. It is a tongue twister. It's a a nice sunny day in Nero Tartaria and a ruthless killer, Perry Pipples, and his pretend friend Humpty Humpty Ho are guzzling down some sprutzels and racking up a debt at the bar. Their life is uh, their life of luxury is soon interrupted, however, when the elder demon's diabolical crypto schemes threaten the lands. What the hell? <laughs> these are uh, I, I'm going through. I'm going through these, and these are the ones that make me stop. <laughs> there is a game called Holy Shit. It's a clicker. Click the shit and collect many points. That's uh, depressing. Very depressing. Uh, let's see. Uh, Gobby McGobblenuts presents the questionably, questionably quirky quiz show. Are you quirky enough to win the questionably quirky quiz show with Gobby McGobblenuts? I mean, maybe I am. I have plots this bad. We're sure these aren't porn. No, no, th- th- no, no. There's, there's one that's called "Fuck Hitler." Um, Adolf Hitler is almost eighty years after his death. Uh, Adolf Hitler, almost eighty years after his death, returns to suffer punishment for the Holocaust and other crimes by becoming the object of torture of thousands of gamers around the world. What the hell? <laughs> oh, this see. Uh, here's another one. Uh, this is the title of the of the game. A completely normal dating simulation that is definitely completely sweet, innocent, and normal. Somethingness anniversary edition. That's the entire uh, it almost didn't fit on the screen. That's a really I don't even want to. It's it's a dating sim. <laughs> I have seen so many dating sims. There was a point where it was just dating sims for about a thousand fucking games. It's scary how many like visual novels and dating simulations are actually on Steam. I mean, if you ever really kind of like were jonesing for that, there's many different options for you, I'll tell you. <laughs> Uh yeah, I I have I have quite a few. 
uh, of these. Uh, epileptic seizure ball battle ball challenge. Collect riches, fight monsters, unlock secrets, and balance the task of which you were chosen. Saving humanity from an evil Saurian alien species by participating in a single player, fast-paced, top-down, permadeath, looter-shooting, retro-style game of Battle Ball. It doesn't <laughs> sound that bad, actually. <laughs> I have the Steam, list, uh, the Steam URLs for each one of these games, by the way. So if you're looking for the, I'll, I'll I'll post I'll give you the list so that you can post it with the uh, with the episode. Uh, as yeah, there it's it's just yeah. There's there's some there's uh, there's a few more. I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste your time. It's it's fun. Go look at your Steam Discovery queue. You'll find some hidden gems. I guarantee you. I guarantee it's time it. for a break, sir. Yeah, but you'll also find a lot of shitty shit shit. Dude, it's entertaining one way or the other. Like it's it's the this is hours and hours of hours of fun. Um <laughs> I have two hundred and twenty-six games I've placed on the ignored list, and I've added new blacklistings to this to this. So in this way. I'm actually getting a better uh, a better cross section of some of the weird shit that's on uh, uh, on there because I'm just I'm not inundated by uh, um uh, Weibo fucking uh, you know, visual novels. But yeah, man, it's time for a break. Let's let's go for a break. All right, folks, we'll be back. back boy we've been uh talking Ooh. things and stuff for a hot 30 minutes but you guys have only had 20 seconds of delicious uh stretch tones is what i like to call them uh, uh yes stretch tones if you're ever curious about the music that is us um find all that is meaningless on twitter or on facebookings or on Bandcamp. Um, there's a whole lot of other stuff that he's done he's excellent and i can't believe he let me just use this uh, Michael Shouten. Um, but anyways, good friend of mine um, that just doesn't live here anymore, but makes chip tunes, industrial, dark wave, EDM, like all sorts of electronic music. And he is one completely original that he doesn't normally even do chip tunes. This is just a chip tune thing that he decided to do for this show, uh, which and I think fits perfect. Uh, it's, it's pretty ageless. Freaking awesome. And uh, man, we've been using it forever and ever and ever. So it's but, awesome. I'm going to talk a little bit about video games, even though we talked about our last 11 years, the first half, and went way off the cuff, and we've been talking about deer testicle potions and all sorts of shit on the off, on the off thing. In the middle of that, I had to take a massive dump, um, which <laughs> kind of for it. Yeah, I just thought I'd share that. I was pretty quick. That was a power shit, man. I got that sucker out of me. And then I had an Amazon delivery driver. I had ordered this Stardew mug to complete my games mug stuff on my wall. And found a good deal. Found it like 10 bucks on Amazon. So it's like, yeah, fuck it. I'll get it. And dude, like fucking just, it's not like he just like really chucked it, but he tossed it on my concrete slab porch. 
which kind of irritated me. I saw my ring go off. I was like, what the fuck? And then I played back the video. I was like, he tossed that shit. And I ran out real quick while we we're in the middle of a recording and grabbed it. The bag was tore and the box was beat to shit, but it was packed with a shitload of foam so it didn't break, thankfully. But like if it had hit the corner the wrong way, like it would have shattered this ceramic mug. So a little bit mad about that. And he took a picture of it mid-flight like a dumbass. Um, <laughs> so I'm not going to like rob – is it robbing Jeff Bezos? I guess it is. I shouldn't feel bad at all about that. No, you um, shouldn't. But – but I, I mean, I did, I did, I'm an honest guy. So like it didn't break. It's in con- good condition. But the guy did fucking chuck it at my door. So he did. Well, I mean, he, I've he, got the video I, to prove I it. have to have a little bit of uh, I have to uh, I want to be the good guy. And I know that those, you know, those delivery drivers have like a quota and you, they can't even fucking like. They're not allowed to even piss. Yeah, you know, Matt like, worked there for a short amount of time, and he was like, "They're pissing in bottles inside the inside the truck." Right. Um, especially right. this season when everybody's shopping like crazy. Like my friend that's coming to Friendsgiving is like popping some free time out because he's working sixty-hour weeks at the warehouse. So, I that's the other reason why I'm not. If it was broke, I'd probably complain, complain. For right now, I'm just getting a thumbs down. Not going to work about any free shit, but I want to talk about Vidya games and what I've been playing. Um, right. I've continued to play Tactics Ogre. Um, it plays great. I almost call it the Switch. It is on Switch, but I've been playing it on Steam Deck, and it does excellent on that. Um, I'm 42 hours in and maybe a third of the way through because I'm min-maxing and playing that like a crazy person. A game, if you ever play Tactics Ogre, is great. If you like turn-based battlers, it's great. It has a rewind function. You fuck up a turn, use the, as long as you're not 10 turns deep, you can work your way backwards. So as long as you guys have fast enough initiative, you should be able to do that. Occasionally you can't because there's too many characters on screen um, because there's, so far there's a 12 character limit for your side. And I don't think that I've seen a team on the enemy side bigger than that. So if you got in a section where the initiative was such that it was only enemy players after you and you fucked up your turn, you're probably not going to get back to that. Um, what the, what that allows you to do is like rewind turns to go back to what you did. So let's say I fucked up and I took a potion. That wasn't a good idea. All the RNG is set, which is weird based on your action. So if you do the same action, all the series of effects from the enemy will be exactly the same. If you even move a square different, it will change how the AI kind of like redoes its turn on what it does. Um, that can apply to, um, recruitment percentages, et cetera. Because a lot of the game, too, is like recruiting your enemy to your team and then dealing with their loyalty. Um, but a lot of the recruitment I do is I like winged characters because they got really far movement and I liked creatures. So I've got two cockatrices or battle chickens, as I like to call them, that have petrify and a couple of dragons. I've got three dragons now. but Battle um, chickens. I like called the, chocobos. Yeah. They're, well, they're, these are cockatrices. They literally look like giant roosters. Um more, you know, the chocobo kind of has a ostrich, like a super feathery ostrich look to them. Kind of, yeah. Um, but there's that. Played a lot of Dark Tide beta. Um, so it is a, actually a beta. Uh, me and Rusty played the alpha. Um, the performance right. has been improved. It's not perfect, but it has been improved. I can run it about 80 to 90 FPS in 2K mode, and I can run it about... 60 to 80 fps in 4k mode 
But in the really intense battle scenes, it'll drop down to like 40, which I know that's still like better than console. I like a really fast frame rate. So for a fast paced game like this, so I've dropped it down to 2K. And in its current state, I can run it DLSS quality on a 3080 um, with ray tracing on medium at almost 100 frames a second. So that for me is a win. But content wise, they just released a couple more mission types right now. So right now, every week, until the launch on November 30th, they're doing additional drops of cosmetic items, of mission types, of mission objectives, of cutscenes, etc. So right now in its current state in the beta, it's kind of bare bones in what you can do. And so I kind of put it on back burner until I get closer to launch date. Like I, I know what I'm getting into at this point, right? And right. I've got some other games that I need to play, but I've had a fuckload of fun with it. I've played 23 hours of Dark Tide. Um, but it's in its initial state. I'm playing the uh, prophet, preacher, the preacher, zealot preacher. And that character has a rush that renews all of your shields, essentially, and gives you an instant critical for about three seconds. So if you can get three heavy swings in, that's three really heavy hits. I've got, at this point, at level 22 out of 30, I've got a two-handed chainsword. And it has a special attack. So the special attack on that, it revs it up. So you click. I play with the controller because I'm a crazy person, but I'm pretty good with the controller. You click the button to rev the chainsaw, like the right mouse or right, right mouse, right stick. You click it. Mm -hmm. That revs the chainsaw. It takes about half a second. And then you do the heavy swing with it. And it does fucking truckloads of damage. So like to give you an example at my level on whatever level three difficulty is. The most heavily armored enemies with the next best weapon, which would be the longsword or the or the axe, one of the axes, they all have different stats for armor penetration. But the next best armor penetrating weapon takes me about four or five swings to take out one of the really big enemies. The two-handed chainsword of the same level with the chainsaw revved up, I can fucking decapitate one of those things like in one fell swing if I've got crit. So it is a huge game changer and it does like the wide horde sweeps. If I use the block motion, um, it's just, it's fantastic all around. And this is a very melee character. And I've been pairing that with, um, a las gun that's got some heavy stopping power and a huge magazine. And I can just fucking go to town. Now I just discovered, and I want to play at least one match with this, a bolt gun or a bolter, a heavy bolter. And it fucking obliterates everything. Um, it's only got 12 shots, but it's full auto or semi-auto. Semi-auto, if you're aimed on the sights, full auto if you're aiming from the hip. Big enemies, it just eats through fucking eats through fucking ammo. It has very low ammo, so I've got about like eight full bursts out of it before I'm out of ammo. Um, but for taking down a heavy enemy, like that thing is just stupid. Um, it's the most powerful gun I have, but it... Choose through ammo really fast. I also got a flamethrower in there. I'm not sure I like how they're doing the flamethrower yet, and there's a lot of talk about them redoing it in the notes. So when you're holding it from the waist, which means you're not aiming down sights, you can get like a little puff of fire that will stagger enemies back in a pretty big cone, but does right. not a lot of damage. So it'll take like three or four shots of that to take down a big chunk of horde, which I guess in retrospect isn't bad, and it's got pretty good range. But... In full stream mode, it takes about half a second to ready, and you've got a real slow turn while you're in full stream mode, and it will, like, dump damage on stuff, but it makes you basically, like, it's like walking on your tippy toes. It makes you walk really slow, 
Um, but you could take out a pretty big horde with that if there's no elites mixed into the horde. But it'll stagger elites too. Bolt gun though, superior in the fact that it just shreds elites. So I think I'd rather do melee with horde and then bolt gun um, versus maybe I use a, I don't know, um, the flamethrower and then a very high damage single target DPS weapon like chainsword again because chainsword's really good. Um, I just started Evil West um, last night. I put about two or three hours into it last night. Um, it's pretty wide range of reviews on this. I think I think people in the West are probably upset that it's not very PC. And <laughs> it's by an really? Eastern, it's Flying Wild Hog. They're, I think they're a Polish developer out of Warsaw. Um, Eastern Europe's not nearly as PC as they are over here, so just leave it at that. If you can get past that part of it, um, I'll tell you offline why. But, okay. Um, I like the game. I like the combat on this a little bit better than I like it on God of War. It's more intuitive, and there's a lot of options, and it's not as confusing confusing to me. So God of War, I'm playing that as well. Uh, Ragnarok. We've got two main weapons, and I guess I'll get another one. Then you got a shield, right? So you got your chain swords, right? And then you've got your axe. And God of War kind of wants you to switch back and forth between the axe and the fire damage, right? Because one's fire, they're fire and ice, right? So that's one aspect of it. It wants you to juggle a lot, and it wants you to use your allies' ability at the same time a lot. And sometimes the heat of the moment, you just start like button mashing and not paying enough attention to the combos. And it's it's a really solid and tight action gameplay loop, but there's a lot of tools in your toolkit. And really, I need like four, right? So right. it gets a little bit, it's kind of like, it's kind of like you got a baked potato, right? And I just need like some bacon and some cheese and some salt and pepper. But these guys added on like green chili and jalapeno and cheddar and Munster cheese. And then they added on bits of steak and then they added in some baked beans. And like they, that's how God of War. They added some like sour cream. They like added like as many toppings as possible to give you a really wide toolkit. And then I, out of that toolkit, I end up just using about four things or a rotation of like four or five things at a time because I kind of get, I kind of forget that I have some of the other tools because there's so many. Made me hungry, you bastard. <laughs> so that's the only issue I have with God of War is there's just a there's there's a lot on your plate, right? It, it's like Thanksgiving dinner with twenty four sides, right? And I kind of want Thanksgiving dinner with like six really focused sides so that I can like really dig into those six sides and and, and not be too full. Um, and Evil West does that really great. So like, it's like God of War, Gears of War, and Red Dead Redemption. And Supernatural had a weird orgy love child. Um, and to give you an example, right, the story is whatever. It's it's kind of goofy. Um, you're this cowboy that's hunting vampires and crazy creatures that have been malformed in the West. You got your six shooter, you got your rifle, and you've got your gauntlet. And your gauntlet is like a pretty crazy device so you can punch you can uppercut right so you can punch regular click the right right bumper uppercut hold down right bumper um, block uh, which is just left button 
um, left button and forward, if they're showing a certain symbol, will shoot you towards that enemy. Left bumper and backwards, if they're a certain color, will pull the enemy to you with that shield ability. I won't say exactly what the shield is. If you do a timed block, you can stun an enemy, right? Um, if you uppercut and then use your pistol, which is right trigger, you can shoot them while they're in the air and like, like make them dance in the air, basically, right? Um, the rifle is the only ranged weapon you can aim, so it's like left trigger to aim, right trigger to click, and then there are a lot of abilities that kind of give it some symmetry with everything else. And so far, that's that's my toolkit. And so far, that works really good, and I'm getting these crazy combos out of it. Like you can, when you launch them up in the air, you can click, hold down the button again, and then punch them into something, and they add stuff around the environment that will like insta kill smaller enemies or heavily damage bigger enemies. Oh, and you have a kick. So instead of like, so if you got an unblockable attack coming your way, click right stick, you kick them while they're flashing, right? It's telling you this is the time to interrupt. Um, and then you can go about attacking them. So like the toolkit is simpler. It moves really fast. And I'm pulling combos off because the toolkit is just a little bit simpler. And I'm having a lot of fun because I feel like I'm a badass while I'm doing it. Um, the game is highly optimized for PC. I don't know what the deal is with Xbox. I think Xbox is locked at like 30 FPS. It doesn't have ray traced illumination, I don't think. I don't think it does. I don't think there's any ray tracing in it. But it does have DLSS. And I'm running at 4K DLSS, and it's locked at 120 FPS because that's as high as my TV will go. Um, never drops. I mean, it fluctuates between 119 and 120. Um, it's super optimized. Right. <laughs> what? So nice. I imagine if you've got a 3060 and it's got all of the super sampling stuff for AMD as well. I imagine if you have any last gen or current gen or maybe the gen before that card, it'll work just fine. Graphically, what it relies on is it relies on a real high contrast art style to help give it an de additional definition. But it is lower pixel density than, say, something like God of War. So God of War is a prettier game. This game's got a lot of high contrast and a lot of like crazy contrasty light to really give it a stark look. But the world texture looks like a mega texture of something like out of Rage 2 or something like that. Okay. So it's a mix between last gen and current gen graphics, but it's super clean. So it doesn't look old, if that makes sense. It's a little bit low, it's a lower, a little bit lower poly but still super defined because it's low poly in the places where it matters. It's really well optimized. I don't it's, know what the deal is with consoles right now, but on PC, it's super optimized. Um, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. In fact, I had a hard time putting it down last night. I was just like, I need to get to bed before it gets too late because I need to be at work at like seven tomorrow um, and dig in so that I can get off for the next several days. So, so far, Evil West is a pretty big thumbs up. I've, Gameplay looks like it's between 15 and 20-something hours, which is a pretty good sweet spot. So that means I'll finish it, obviously, before game of the year. Um, I'm kind of... I'm on the weird side of the fence that I'm kind of slogging through Gears of War, or Gears of War, God of War, just because I want... I'm also in a very... I'm in a place where I want to talk to people. Really hard to talk on Discord, A, through place while having PlayStation, and B while there is continuous communication about everything that's going on in the world of God of War, it wants 100% of your attention. You cannot split your attention. I have a hard time with games like that. Like Dark Tide the other day, 
could give two fucks about what they were saying. I was just killing, you know, killing the horde and having a blast doing it. So that was perfect for that. Final Fantasy or Final Fantasy Tactics Ogre, same, pretty close to the same thing. <laughs> yep. Tactics Ogre, same thing, right? Like there are voiced scenes and things like that, but it happens pretty few and far between. And you know when you're getting into it. So, and you can turn the voices off and read the dialogue while you're talking. Um, I almost wish there was a version of God of War with less story, if that makes sense. Um, I'm enjoying the story, <sighs> but I'm not enjoying it as much as I enjoyed Elden Ring. And that just be, could be because this is a really well-made Reuben sandwiches sandwich, but I really like a spicy chicken sandwich a little bit better that has a little bit more self-discovery in its story versus it being kind of ham-fisted to me. And so I'm not as big into God of War as some people who are calling it game of the year. And that's not me poo-pooing on it because a lot of things work. But like I was talking about with the toolkit, um, I get a little bit frustrated with it at times because like, oh, yeah, I had all these things and I need to upgrade these things because why? And because it tells me to because it tells me to. And I, should I grind or should I not? Um, sometimes the enemies are kind of frustrating in the way that they attack because you have to use some of those toolkit items in order to make it work. And it's good. It's a lot of God of War. It's a lot, a lot, a lot of God of War. And so for me, it's like a four and a quarter right now where maybe it ends up being higher on my list. But that's that's where it's sitting right now. It's like a four and a quarter for God of War for me. Um, firmly in the where, I don't know. I'm, I'm an odd duck, but I don't regret wish. my purchase. It's it's just not firmly the in the wish it was better Um you know, camp in the wishing it's not is God of War and the like I, the story's cool, but also I've been playing 10 hours and I haven't had very many epic boss fights except towards the very beginning. So there was a very awesome epic boss fight at the beginning. I haven't had anything like that since I've had a lot of mini bosses. I don't know if I'm playing it too slow or what or it's it's actually it's a really long. That's game. actually kind of uh, on par because. I'm I'm playing through the uh, 2018 God of War uh, right now because a I need to get a paycheck and b uh, I- internet <laughs> uh, it's what it's what I could download uh, and this is what I downloaded so this is what I'm playing uh, the 2018 God of War had a really epic you know boss battle right at the beginning uh, and then it's probably about oh i don't know 15 hours or so before you end up getting another uh you know big moment like real big moment yeah it's um, it's open world but linear open world like it's it's this little bitty sandbox where you kind of have these set points so it's just kind of like false open world it's which is the same as i think the 2018 version right yeah it's it kind of uh, 2018 has you basically set up in a uh, in a hub, and if you like that, then you'll like Dark Souls too because it does the same thing. But Dark Souls two lets you pick basically almost any path at the beginning, which can either mean it's gonna be crazy hard or super fucking easy because you waited too long well, to go to an area. Dark Souls uh, or Demon Souls is like that too. I mean. To a point. To a point. You you still have to be, defeat certain enemies to get all the stuff unlocked. Demon Souls only has like seven or eight worlds. Right. But, I mean, they're pretty much, uh, you can step into the wrong, you know, in, in the wrong order. 
you can, can do you that, can do that game that in the wrong order. You can do that in Dark Souls result. 2 as well, or Dark Souls the original, because at the very beginning area, you can kind of walk around the mountain path and go down into this cave and realize that you're in an area where you need to be like 25 levels higher because the skeletons just fucking roll you. Because they're oh, yeah, fucking tough. I remember the skeletons. Yeah. Um, yeah fuck that place. <laughs> so that takes a while to get to a point where that's actually doable. Uh, and you need to... That's, uh, I'm not going to go into it. Dark Souls yeah. original Dark Souls. is a mastercraft of level design as it is basically one single tower that goes way up and way down. Um, everything's interconnected. It's it's beautiful. But anyways, enough of that. Uh, that's that's kind of my, my beef right now with God of War. It is a good game. I... I don't doubt that. I'm also just in a space where I want to sit on Discord and talk while I game. Very hard mm. game to do that. Same. This. These are the whole reasons I've held off on Alan Wake, God of War, and Horizon. Is those reasons, and and it's purely my preference, and I realize that. Um, I like to sit and talk on Discord while I game. Uh, that's it's a good hobby of mine. I just like to fuck around. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you know. I don't know if things were slightly different and I wouldn't get bored all by myself here talking to my deaf dog. who doesn't hear anything. That might be a little different, but this, that is what it is. But it anywho, is. Um, that's what I've been playing quite a bit. And I've got quite a bit on my list. Uh, Gungrave just came out on Xbox Game Pass this morning, um, which I have loaded up. Yeah. And I will tell you, if you have a high frame rate, Monitor, turn off V-Sync and turn on G-Sync if you have it. I realized I was having some issues with the frame rate, and I was like, what the fuck? Maybe I need to turn down my settings. Like, it autoed uh, Epic, but it. Uh, I turned off V-Sync, and then instantly everything got better. So maybe, yes. maybe well, that was what the deal was. Like, V-Sync You're not was the only one that's having problems with it, so... Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's looking like a troubled launch. Um, uh, so, give it a go. I mean, if it's on Game Pass, yeah. If you've got Game Pass, then that's you're safe. Try it on Game Pass first. <laughs> I might give it a try here in a couple weeks. I just wanted to download it and give it a shot and see what I was getting myself into. It's like this is a little bit wonky. I'm gonna give it a minute. Yeah, it's, it's just I'm looking at initial reviews and stuff like that. Um, and I, and I've had to rely on initial reviews instead of having to look at things because. You know, for the next week at least, bandwidth is uh, at a premium. So uh, I will be getting my fiber by this time next week. So that'll be, you know, that'll uh, make things a little bit easier for me to give, you know, give things a try. Um, but it has not been very promising for uh, uh, for gun uh, uh, gun grave. But we'll see. I want to I want to know what you think of it once you get you know get your hands on it for a little bit. Well, I've got a lot of game time, even though I'm doing a lot of people time the next six days. Um, I've also got a lot of game time. I'm going to stay up really wicked fucking late tonight gaming because I want to. Well, you can uh, as soon as I'm 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 as soon as I'm done here. I go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, um, Jason, did you have any news? There's really not a whole lot out there. Um, I think the... uh, Let me see here. Just running through it. Um, There's nothing really grabbing my attention at all. 
There's at least an official launch trailer for Callisto Protocol. If you haven't seen that, that was uh, that was released about a week ago. Uh, that's you know that's good to watch if you're interested in that. Um, there is a teaser trailer for a new Broforce uh, you know game called Broforce Forever. Uh, that's coming out early next year. Uh, but it's a really short teaser. Uh, let's see. Um. Uh, Dead Island 2 was delayed, um, but, uh, you know, big, big news, right? You know, Dead Island uh, delayed till April 28th of 2023, so it's just 12 more weeks, basically, is what they were saying. Uh, I have uh, not a whole lot more that, you know, that popped up here. Um no yeah. it, the biggest thing in, since we last recorded uh was CD project red uh basically came out last week and said that the expansion for Cyberpunk will not be a free DLC. Oh. Oh, well that's that's nice. Yeah. Um but they're they're also uh saying that um this is going to uh add uh as far as uh time played a uh, little bit more uh game time than even what uh blood and wine added to the witcher three okay so it's a little a little chunky but still it's more cyberpunk um i'm not really itching to replay that game <laughs> to be honest uh so yeah I mean, if the if the dlc is if the expansion is good if phantom liberty is actually good um then yeah i'd replay the game i'm well i'd only replay the game to see how much it's really improved if, you know any of the uh you know, like i played it i played that game when everybody was poo-pooing on it you know because of the uh the console releases right but i was playing it on pc so i had none of those uh you know none of those pains um i could probably play it again but I don't know. It's in that weird spot of I remember enough about it that it wouldn't be new again. Uh, so, and there's not enough added to it for me to really warrant putting another uh, 40 plus hours into a fucking game, right? So, I'd much rather play something new. <laughs> I yeah, <laughs> and I'm not I'm not a big fan of buying uh, buying a DLC for that game. <laughs> to be honest it was just all right it wasn't the greatest game in the world it wasn't shit so oh no if we were talking about like dlc like if we're talking like six or eight hours of content i wouldn't but if we're talking more than that then yeah i'll mm -hmm. seriously consider it but the thing about blood and wine was is that it was a really good story and it was already on top of a really well-made game. And um, 
Yeah, I'm not I'm not quite sure that Cyberpunk actually, you know, you know, is in the same category. Like I could I can't really say that that Cyberpunk was actually as good or better than you know than uh, The Witcher 3. It's just, it's just not going to happen. So <sighs> No matter how much we wanted it wanted it to be, it's just not going to be. So, that's fair. But yeah, uh, I think that, I mean that's I, we're kind of scratching. Uh, we're I don't have anything more, and the bottom of the barrel is with insight. So, all right. Uh, well, then find us at tiltcast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com/tiltcast. Our YouTube channels, youtube.com slash realtiltcast, and search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe. Find some friends of the show. You got Picking Up the Pixels, For the Love of Gaming, Cabbage, KBG, um, NoQuarters.net, BMFCast.com, and TVGP.TV. They also play Vermintide sometimes. And with that, it's the end of the show. All right. Peace. Peace.